0: Hello and welcome to Revolution Cry Radio. This is episode number 43. Ish and I get to talk with entrepreneur, worship minister, and author all the way from Uganda, Peter Wamono. He gets to share about his life and relationships, particularly with his father, and his battle with alcoholism. Peter also shares about his book, Identity. As always, I thank you so much for listening. Please continue to share these episodes with family and friends. Enjoy the show, and God bless you.
1: Welcome to Revolution Cry Radio with Felix and Ish. I'm Felix. And I'm Ish.
0: And we are so happy and excited to be with you here on episode number 43. 4-3. Four, 4 plus 3 7. That's right.
1: Hey, that's my favorite number, kind that. of. I oh. think 4 is my favorite number. 7 will probably be my second. <laughs>
0: oh, okay, there you go. There you go. So we made it this far. And before we get into the conversation... Let me share a few verses from Psalms 139, verses 7, 8, 9, and 10. And it says, I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. If I go up to heaven, you are there. If I go down to the grave, you are there. If I ride the wings of the morning, if I dwell by the farthest oceans, even there, your hand will guide me and your strength will support me. Whoa.
1: Omnipresent.
0: God is. Very, very, very true. Inescapable. Wherever we are, he is there. We need to keep reminding ourselves of that.
1: Yeah. Wherever I go, he goes. Or wherever he goes, I go.
0: We're together forever. Either way, he's there, yes. (laughs) And that's a very reassuring thing, dear brother. Yes, I think sometimes we might feel alone. I felt like it was a good reminder right there that we are not. He is there with us. He cares, and he wants us to come to him. He wants to hear from his children we are his children
1: Oh, well, we all need this reminder during this uh war between mm. uh russia and ukraine last i heard there's been over a million uh, refugees that have been made yes. homeless from this uh, i think recent figures even say 1.5 million you know the recent talks between the two countries failed again i think today was the third attempt uh, attempt yeah you know what it's, it's in god's hands i've always believed that the author and finisher is the writer of all of history. It's his story. He is sovereign, always and forever. It's up to us to invite ourselves to the perfect love that casts out all fear. You see, God is good, and he wants good for us, but it's up to us to make the right choice. What do you think?
0: He does care for us, definitely, and holding on to him, knowing that in him, that's where all hope lies mm-hmm. in Him is where all goodness is that's why I love that analogy of us being you know the branches that He is divine that we must remain attached to Him and we will flourish and we will thrive
1: Amen and when we abide in the vine we bear much fruit and one of the characteristics of the fruit is peace
0: mm-hmm. so brother
1: we need to seek peace and pursue it
0: Definitely. Ernest. Definitely.
1: Jesus King.
2: prayer, a miracle defined, heaven sent, this treasure so kind, she gives courage and turns the tears to rise, my adorable one. Perfume delight Kisses taste Sweeter than finest ones wines In the joy that she brings me is like rivers flow Of everlasting high
1: safe to say sacrifice himself for me so i can come and stay thankful that you're here with me our very special day the feelings that we have will never end they're here to stay doesn't pass away through the sun or stormy weather Founded on the rock so we'll always be together words cannot describe so i had to write this letter being led by god so that way i can leave you better
2: all my fears to go when I let it all down I will show a greater love as no one than
3: this
0: and we are back Revolution Cry Radio and today we have a very very special guest don't we very special
1: indeed I and mean, this guy is like a hero
0: Wow! All right.
1: Well, his his story is amazing. It, it's it's somewhat similar to me and my family. You know, we we, we left the Philippines. Hmm. Um, you know, we came to the United States in poverty, uh, and it was a big transformation uh, for my dad in particular. And I was I was still a little boy, but uh, there's something amazing when it comes to just hearing from God and moving and packing everything and just starting a new life. You know.
0: Oh yes, I. For many of us, I think it's very difficult to understand when somebody else or a whole family or a very large group of people has to leave everything behind Mm -hmm. because they feel that something better is is elsewhere or because they feel a call from God to go elsewhere. And it kind of ties into that whole being foreigners, Mm -hmm. you know, in, in in a different land with a different language. You see that. All over in the Bible, in it's something to think about. Oh yeah,
1: well, like that scripture we started with, you know, God never leaves us or forsakes us. Yes, you know, He's with us wherever we are. And, well, I want to be with God wherever He is, right? So, I mean, He's omnipresent. Well, you know, without further ado, I, I just want to introduce this guy. He, like I said, he's a hero. He's a, a worship minister. He's an entrepreneur, an author. Brother in Christ, Peter Wamono. (laughs) Thanks, guys. What up, dear brother? I miss you,
4: you, man. I appreciate you having me on the show today. And uh, I pray that whatever we get to share will be an encouragement to somebody somewhere who
0: is listening.
1: Oh, you are always an encouragement. Every conversation I've had with you in the past is an encouragement.
0: you, brother. Peter, you have a very amazing story. I know uh, we have not seen each other in a while. This was since when? I mean, he
1: moved up north. He left us, man.
0: (laughs) How's the weather up there?
4: Oh, boy, it was kind of cold. It was really cold up in Washington, D.C., but uh, at the moment, I'm in uh, Charlotte. North Carolina. Wow. Man, this is beautiful
0: here. I love totally. the weather. I here. love
4: North Carolina.
0: Oh, that's one of my favorite places. I got a few friends there. Yeah. All right. I'm glad you're enjoying yeah.
4: it. I'm loving sh- The winter here is mild. It's not extreme, and you don't get a lot of snow. There's, there was mm. snow once. That's it. Mm. And, uh, we've seen a lot of sunny days. Uh, good, beautiful winter here. Hey, 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 hey.
0: I'm glad you're enjoying <laughs> it. As yeah, Ish mentioned, uh, you have an amazing story to share. You came all the way from Uganda to the United States, right?
4: Yes. My story is in a nutshell, I uh, was born and raised in Uganda, of course, and uh, my parents were both teachers and uh, they, uh, I mean they both passed away. Uh, I know they're in heaven because they decided to receive Christ in their hearts as their Lord and savior. In fact I had the privilege of leading my dad to Christ. Mm. But I was born in Uganda and uh, my parents are very poor. We, even though they were teachers, they were poor because uh, uh, some countries like the United States, when you don't have uh, personal finances, sometimes the government, you know, supports you, you get a government check. When you're in Uganda, you're on your own. You don't get a government check, you're on your own. So Mm. uh, we're on our own growing up. And I grew up wearing what I call air-conditioned clothes. A lot of people who don't know what air-conditioned clothes are—they just close their rags. When you run, the wind blows right through you. That's why—that's the air conditioning. Wow! <laughs> and that's how we—that's <laughs> yeah. how we grew up. Natural. So we were raised Catholic. My mom made sure we went to church. Oh. And she said, "If you don't go to church, there'll be no food for you." Oh and wow! So we did. We we had to go to church because we didn't want to make dinner. <laughs> and uh, uh, but when I finished high school, uh, uh, after. The year after high school, I was 19 years old, I went to the city to look for an opportunity. This is in Kampala. Kampala is the capital of Uganda. And I went out there you know, to find some opportunities to work. And uh, I linked up with a cousin of mine who I hadn't seen for a while. He invited me to his church, so I went to his church and I was blown away. The music was amazing. I thought they were lip syncing. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was incredible. I, I But I saw people on stage. I saw a band. I saw people playing. I thought they can't be pretending to do this. This is real. And oh, I wow. Thought to myself, if this is what church is, then I, I'm, I'm going to stay here. I love this church. Oh, praise and God. Uh, this is what total church. Okay. Uh, that I became a part of. And so I gave my heart to Christ at the church. Ah, oh, wow. And, uh, I knew that I was called to full-time ministry right away. Uh Now, the thing about, uh, and I talk about this in my book, is uh, my dad was alcoholic. We were not just poor. We were also dealing with alcoholism Mm. and and the shame and embarrassment that is associated with that because people made fun of us in the community. We felt small. In fact, growing up, I just... You know, me and my siblings, we wish we didn't even have a dad. We wish that we were orphans and because of all the shame and embarrassment that we associated with our dad. Now, when I got saved, I thought, wow, I have found something that, uh, I was looking for. I was looking for a sense of identity and meaning in life. And I, I never found that at home. And so I was looking, always looking. And, uh, when I, When I encountered Christ at Watoto Church, I knew that this is what I had been looking for, unconditional love. And so I responded responded to
0: that. You found it what you needed uh, to fill that void within you, huh? In
4: Christ. That's it. In Christ. And we, we thought that our biggest problem was poverty. Our biggest problem was food and money. The real issue was not money or poverty. The issue was Jesus. We didn't have... The real problems in this world, I believe, are spiritual. Powerful. Uh, they're not really physical. They're spiritual problems. That's true. And, and, and so I, uh, I encountered Christ, and I, I knew that that's what I, I had been looking for. I, uh, I knew right away that I was called to full-time ministry. So I started to volunteer uh, after going through some, you know, introductions to the Christian faith and understanding the decision of following Christ.
0: Ah, uh, yes. I
4: decided to, you know, invest my life in children's church, uh, a total church. And uh, that started to change everything for me. Wow. Uh, here's something I want to share uh, with, uh, with everybody. When I got saved, I thought, oh, I have to go preach to my dad to get saved. So I would go and I would quote scriptures on him. I would, you know, God sold out the world. God loves you. God wants you to get saved. And I preached and preached and preached. It never worked until someday God said to me, it's never going to work until you learn to love him.
1: Wow. Until
4: Until you bring out the shame and embarrassment. You see, the thing is, I tried to preach to my dad, but I was still ashamed of him. Mm. I was still, you know, I still had the shame and embarrassment that I associated with him and the alcoholism. Right. And I had never, I had never dealt with that. So I was trying to preach to him so that he could get saved and stop drinking. And God said, that's not why I, uh, people get saved. People get saved because I love them regardless of their choices, Preach my love changes them and transforms them. Jesus. And, uh, and so I decided, you know what, I'm going to come clean with my dad. I'm going to confess that, you know, I grew up, you know, ashamed of him. And I wish that I didn't have him as a dad. I, I wish that it was better to be an orphan. Mm. So wow. I, uh, one day I went to my dad and, you know, he was sick. I had the opportunity to take him to the hospital and, helped pay the bills for his hospital uh, stay. And while he was there, you know, I, I say to him, hey, I want to talk to you. When we were growing up, we were ashamed of you as your children. We, uh, we wish that we didn't have you as our dad, and I want you to forgive me for thinking like that about you because uh, it didn't matter what you did, whether you drunk yourself lame and crazy, you are still my dad. So can you forgive me? And, uh, he didn't really say a lot. He was kind of, uh, uh, shocked, you know, uh, with all of that. But when he left the hospital, he said he was never going to drink again. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah he, it was like, it was a miracle. Like he came from over four decades of drinking himself crazy to not touching alcohol at all. He just decided I'm not going to drink. And his uh, brothers, my uncles, they asked him why he said, because it embarrassed my children. I'm not going to embarrass my children anymore. It even got better, guys. Uh, He stopped drinking. I stopped preaching to him. I just became honest with him and decided to love on him. And one day I went to visit him. I took him a little gift, and he said to me, can you pray for me? I said, what? Pray for you? (laughs) Yes. And uh, he said, because I believe. I said, what do you believe? He said, somebody gave me a Bible. I've been reading it. I said, so you believe that God has a plan for you and he wants you wow. to have a relationship with him? And he said, yeah, I believe all that stuff. So I've got to lead my dad to Christ. And, oh, um, that's
0: beautiful. Well, the, the, the I, I, I want to mention something there that I think two things stand out a lot from what you've been sharing. One That you had to see even your own father with the eyes of Jesus that loves us, and he's not ashamed of us regardless of what we do, right? That's
4: right. And the other one, you
0: said it too, that you had to love him you had to love him and that that shame and embarrassment had to go away for this to actually happen and i'm i'm just wow it really moved and i
1: think that's the secret to life dear brothers when we live in grace mercy and unconditional love jesus is king
3: Cover me in your embrace I'm found in all sufficient ways you search me in
1: And Cry radio with Felix and Ish. We're back with Peter Wamono. Amazing interview this far. My brother. My brother from another mother.
0: <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> You've been sharing quite an amazing story about how you even brought your father to Christ and he was an alcoholic. And, well, even in my family, we have a history of alcoholism, but I'll leave that story for another time. But I have Mm -hmm. an idea of how much damage, how much hurt, how much uh, stress it can cause when you have a loved one, someone close to you dealing with alcoholism or even other drugs, you know, that uh, people just can't get away from. But you, through Christ, were able to bring him back.
1: It's amazing the That's father's right. life changed in for the glory of Jesus, right? But it took forgiveness, right. forgiveness, mm. mercy. Yes. Grace. So you That's were right. saying you that know, guys, he, he had
0: he, somebody gave him a Bible, right?
4: That's right. So uh, when I stopped preaching to my dad and when God started challenging me about my approach, I and I stopped preaching and I said, "God, you can use anybody to touch him. I'm not going to even give him any literature, Christian literature or Bible, I'm just going to leave it to you and I'm just going to love him and be honest with him. Mm. And, uh, so I prayed, God, let somebody give him the Bible or something. And somebody did, somebody gave him a Bible, somebody showed up and passed by his house and gave him the Bible and he started to read it and God started to do the work of conviction. Uh, I think that sometimes we take it upon ourselves to the role of, you know, transforming lives, but we can't transform anyone's life. It is the spirit of God that transforms the lives of people. Preach. uh, Our ours is to allow the Holy spirit to move in such a way that we are just being conduits and instruments for him to move through us to touch somebody else. But we don't have that power to transform anybody's life. It is God through the power of his Holy Spirit that does that. Amen. When I look at the story of my dad, um, I, I, I remember John chapter 1, verse 5. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness cannot stop it.
3: Mm. And the
4: reality is, when I confessed my shame towards my dad, I brought the darkness, exposed it to the light, and the darkness lost its power. And my dad experienced the light of Christ in that situation. Mm. And I, I, think that, I think that a lot of, a lot of the times, sometimes, uh, the things that we don't talk about, that we hide, usually they stay in the dark. But when we bring them out to the light, the power of light destroys the power of darkness. But we have to allow the darkness to come out to the surface oh, uh, yes. and not hide it. For me, that was the instance, that, that's what happened with my dad.
0: And I'm very glad you mentioned something there, very important, that I think many of us learned that the hard way, that we think that we are the ones that can transform somebody else, that we can change somebody else. And quite a few years back, something that I either heard or read that said something along the lines of, notice how hard it is to even change yourself, that's right. <laughs> How can you think that you can change somebody oh. else? Right? <laughs> yeah, crazy brother. Right? right. So, yes, that <laughs> power, it's only in God. That ability to transform hearts, to truly change them, it can only come from God. And I'm glad uh, he spoke to you and, and, and he showed you that that's what needed to happen.
1: And what we were talking about at the beginning, yeah. right? Every person has a choice. Yes. You know, it's like, like, like from that tree of knowledge of good and evil, right? Well, we choose life. We choose the other tree. Mm. And you know, right. the way, the life, and the truth is Jesus. It's unconditional love, but unconditional love comes with grace and mercy. So, That's you right. know, the, the beautiful story of this redemption story between a father and son is the, the forgiveness involved. And now yep. the shamelessness, that, that, that the shame that goes away yes. from the power of
4: forgiveness, mm. you know. So, very inspiring, dear brother. Praise God. I, I just want to share that my dad passed away like five months after he came to Christ. Wow. And, uh, and I was so disappointed that he died. And I, I say to God, why? Why did you allow this to happen? Because when my dad gave his heart to Christ, he called me on the phone and he talked, he prayed with me on the phone. And I started thinking, my goodness, what happened to this man? Mm. I grew up ashamed of this man, the man, the dad I always wanted. Now I had him. He was calling me on the phone. We pray. We talk about real things that, uh, that relate to God and life. And then he died. And I just say to God, wow, God, that's cheating. Why did you really oh, die? Wow. And then I, but then I looked at myself and I said, what? How come you're thinking that? You grew up ashamed of this man, uh, wishing that you were an orphan. And now you, you're not happy that he's passed away. What happened to you? But that's when I started to realize the redemptive power of the Holy Spirit, the redeeming power of God. Like he had come in and redeemed this broken dysfunctional relationship in a space of five months and he had just restored it and repaired it and made it all in such a way that now the man I was ashamed of, I was so proud of, and I was like, why did he die? And uh, so I, I experienced fast hand the redeeming power of God in my relationship with my dad. Well, I can say, you know, you know, to
1: him, who's able to do far more than we can ask or imagine, you know, your dad knows where he's at. Right. So in my opinion, you know, he's probably looking down from heaven mm. and looking at his son, Peter, and says, you know what, man, my son. I'm proud of my son.
0: That's right,
4: Jesus. Yeah, that's that's what we hope. That's, to. that's what I totally hope. To. I want that to be
0: saved. <laughs> All right, let's take a break.
2: I'm seeking shelter from the bitter rain that passed, like a child with sad face in rearview mirror. Cruel intentions ever breaking at the heart Need to be forgiven Need to be forgiven It's time to walk on It's time to walk on through I'm moving Things not true I'm ready to let go oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh. The change is taking place It's making us apart Of each other We're together not a part This new creation That I'm facing Is a star I'm glad to be forgiven
1: came in and you wouldn't recognize me after reconciliation. I left my flesh for the best affiliation. First I thank him, then I praise him. Lord, let me fill the nation. I'm new. Who knew? I'm saying who's new? And who should I share the good news to? Who else should die for else should die to help him rise? I'm done with myself and I'm ready to let go.
0: Cry Radio, enjoying a beautiful and awesome conversation, listening to the story of Peter Wamono, all the way from Uganda, and how a father-son relationship was restored through the power of love, forgiveness took all that shame away of a life of alcoholism. Peter, thank you so much for for sharing this story, and I believe uh, we also heard that there is a book, right?
4: Yes. So, uh, I did write my first book, uh, in 2020 when we had, uh, when COVID hit, mm. I was uh, down in Florida and I was locked down somewhere in Florida and, uh, I thought somebody sent me a message saying, Hey, do you want to write a book? I said, what? Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I've always wanted to write a story, but then I thought, yeah, I got a lot of time now that there's a lockdown. I guess I can just start writing uh, a book. So I did write a book. I call it Identity. And uh, the book is my life story. I talk about uh, my honest, uh, just an honest life story. I talk about my dad, like I've shared, and how God healed that relationship and repaired it. I also talk about some of my struggles as a Christian. I I received Christ, and I uh, I did not have a full picture because when we get saved, we kind of it's like. Uh, a honeymoon with this honeymoon phase where it's all excitement and you know, you're feeling the love, the unconditional love. And then as you keep going, you start to experience some, um, you know, some things that you did not expect because sometimes of course, uh, I mean, you guys are married, you know, that after honeymoon, you start to experience some things that uh, may not be very, that maybe you may not even like. So, um, that's been my Christian journey. Uh, It's not just experiencing things that I may not like, but also experiencing things about myself that I don't like. Hmm. And and so I've written a lot of, uh, some of the things that I struggled with, uh, in my Christian journey. See, growing up, we never had any, any guidance. Um, I I tell people we grew up like free range chickens. Uh, (laughs) so like free range chickens, uh, they get sent out. They, 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 they don't live in the coop. they, you know, they spend their day out just looking for food uh, there's no specific food given to them. And, uh, growing up, we were like that because of my dad being alcoholic, we had no guidance on a lot of things, things like sex and, uh, never had any talk like that. We just discovered that on our own. So in my book, I get to talk about some of my personal struggles and some of the things that I had to deal with. And, and ask the Holy Spirit to help me deal with and overcome because those things were not serving the purposes of God, but they were serving me particularly. So the book talks about my personal transformation journey of, uh, you know, struggling with years of pornography and, uh, and God just, uh, uh challenging me on that and, and um, so that's what the book is really all about. And I also in the book get to talk about some of the things that I have observed about just life in general in America. Because I've been coming into America uh, for the 19 years now, back and forth. I started off with, of course, the Watoto Children's Choir. Uh, I was a member of the choir and then I became the leader of the choir. And so I talk about my journey and some of my experiences observing some of the things that have happened. And I, I, I look at them from a personal experience. For instance, people usually blame somebody for, uh, for something for, for, getting angry. They get angry and blame somebody else. Oh, yes. um, and, 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 and we had a lot of that happening, especially, you know, when we had a former president, Former President Trump, uh, a lot of people got angry about a lot of things that he said. And I, I think everyone of us has to be careful with the things that we say. But I think that at the end of the day, every single person is responsible for how they respond to whatever they hear. Very uh, true. I, can't bl- I cannot blame somebody else for how I respond. They're not responsible for my response. I'm responsible for how I respond to things.
0: Yes. Uh, uh,
4: if, if I keep blaming somebody else for how I respond, I will never change because I'm not dealing with it from the inside. Mm. And I looked at my, my own life as growing up and being angry. I was an angry person growing up and I had no idea why I was angry, but part of it was, you know, the frustration of dealing with the shame of my dad's alcoholism. I never realized that it was coming from inside of me. People would say things that would get to me, but I never realized that actually was coming. So I blamed them for getting me angry, sort of realizing that, Hey, the reason you're angry is because you carry anger inside of you and you're responding to what is in you. not Somebody somebody was just somebody outside of me was just a trigger of what was already in me. So I I get to share about some of those things, especially how people responded uh, and how people even separated in families and marriages and they blended on, you know, on the president. And I just thought, no, he was not responsible for that. He simply triggered something that you have not dealt with.
0: Very true.
4: Because I look at it from a personal my personal experience growing up is some of the the reason I responded poorly is because I had things in my life that I needed to deal with.
0: You mentioned something there very important that yes, our reactions to other people's actions are our responsibility. We cannot blame somebody else for how we react. We choose right. how to respond, and mm-hmm. it's very easy to say, oh, I'm angry because of you. You made me angry, but that emotion mm-hmm. comes from us, not from the other person. And
1: we're seeing this a lot on social media, even mm. you know interactions in person. People have different perspectives, and a lot of times we get easily offended. Oh, yes. You know, but love is not easily offended, mm-hmm. and no. so we have to respect people's perspectives and learn from them. See, every person is a gift. And every person has God in them because we were made in the image. Now, we have to awaken the child within to help them to believe the truth, the way, the life. And that is, Jesus is King.
5: I've spent my life trying to find happiness in someone else's eyes. But I couldn't see. Blinded by... Everything that this world has to offer
0: Shouldn't cry radio, and we're having a very interesting conversation. With
1: I, I wish we were together, like like in a coffee shop in in uh, North Carolina. Man. Well, n- oh, next, yeah, ta- next time next
0: time you're I'd down here, that. we gotta hang out. Yeah, let us know, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd love that. Well, you've been sharing a little bit about this book about your personal journey, identity, identity, and the struggles that uh, you have faced, and it's just, I think, it's something that could be an inspiration to anyone. Mm. We all have a story to, to share, and I'm glad that you have put yours in print because it could help change and in, in inspire others as, yeah. as well.
4: Thank you. Yeah, where, where can we find your book, dear brother? All right, so the book uh, is currently on Amazon, so you can order it off of Amazon as a paperback, a uh, pad uh, copy, or you can uh, get it uh, through Kindle. It's also available on uh bands and noble uh, mm. on their website. You can order it through that as well. So those are the main ones. There's several other segments, uh, shops online that do have the book, I've checked, mm. but, but mostly it's Amazon and uh bands and noble mm. where you can find the book. So yeah, I, 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 have a, I, say, I have a signed
1: copy, man. <laughs> I got one. <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah,
0: I remember. Yeah. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> Yeah, brother, I appreciate you. You're
4: one of the first people to get my book,
0: actually. Yeah. Identity, a testimony of transformation by God's grace by Peter Wamono. Available exactly. Kindle p- paperback in uh, Amazon, and you also said it's available in Barnes & Noble, correct? It is, yes, correct. Awesome. Thank you so much for uh, sharing this. Anything else that uh, you would like to share with the audience here uh, listening?
4: Yeah, uh, what I'd like to share is we need to make a big deal of Jesus. Mm. The hope of the world is Jesus. Uh, Some of the things that I observe, sometimes as the church, instead of making a big deal of Jesus, we kind of make a big deal of maybe a specific denomination, or who's doing it right or who's not doing it right. I think that at the end of the day, instead of the church saying this is doing it right, this one's doing it wrong, I think the whole we should just say, "Hey, how can we make a big deal of Jesus together? And how can we how can we allow Jesus have precedence over his church um, as opposed to peeking on who's doing this, who's doing that? How can as a church, how can we all magnify Jesus?
3: Mm-hmm. Um,
4: I think that I think that if the church can do that, the church across America would be a lot more powerful, That's more true. united." Because Jesus is the uniting factor of the church. Amen. And sometimes when we focus more on, on the differences of how this one is doing it wrong and this is doing it wrong, we actually lose the whole, we lose the plot of what we were called to do. Wow. Our primary calling is to make a big deal of Jesus. And if people are doing that, their methods, that's their choice. Uh, as long as Jesus is magnified, uh, uh, the message doesn't change, but the way the message is portrayed and put out there changes. Uh, but the message itself, the truth of God, never changes. And that's be really our focus, that Jesus is always magnified.
0: Yes, Amen. definitely. Thank you. That is something that we need to be yes. reminded of. Jesus must remain at the center. And just very recently, you just reminded me of something. Someone posted a church underground in Ukraine, worshiping while the bombs are going above ground. And then mm-hmm. at the bottom of that picture, the post they were saying, "And here you are in America complaining about the coffee at your church, <laughs> right?" Yeah, it gives you perspective. Yes, definitely, and definitely. Complain
1: about gasoline prices right now. Uh, there's know,
0: always something, there's something, to, something complain. to complain. About. We're
1: so lucky here in this country,
0: and we have to counter blessings and appreciate that we have the freedom to worship, to gather. And to love one another, I think that's what matters most. And to reflect the light of Jesus, Amen.
4: Absolutely, and, and we'll be a lot more
0: effective. <laughs> Definitely, Peter Wamono. Thank you so much for uh, spending some time with us thank on the you, show. Brother. Love you, man. You're welcome. You're welcome, guys. Thank you for
1: having me. I appreciate sharing this moment with you. Yeah, we'll play some of your songs in this episode. That's right. He's a worship leader, singer extraordinaire, songwriter.
0: Everything thank everything
4: God. in one right Jesus is so good thank, thank you brothers uh, thank if you, you can send me an email i can send you a track a song ooh awesome brand
0: new baby thank you love you brother take care love peter i love you okay bye
6: look
2: at all the stars in the sky They tell of His glory. Look at all the mountains and hills, declaring His glory. Look at the sun, look at the moon. They shine out His glory. He is good, He is great, He is wonderful, yeah. Praise His name in the morning. Praise His name in the noontime. Praise His name in the evening. All the earth praise His name. Name, we just singing, praise his name, we just clapping, praise his name, we just shouting. All the earth, praise his name. Look at all the oceans and seas, they tell of his glory. Look at the universe, it's full of his glory. Look at you, look at me. Reflecting His glory, He is good, He is great, He is wonderful, yeah! Praise His name in the morning, Praise His name in the noontime, Praise His name in the evening, On the earth, praise His name! Praise His name, we're just singing, Praise His name, we're just clapping, Praise His name, we're just shouting, you the
4: He says, By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made; their starry host by the breath of His mouth. He gathers the waters of the sea into jars. He puts the deep into storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the people of the world revere Him. Praise His
2: name in the morning. As the year came to be, he commanded and it stood firm. all the earth, praise his Look at all the stars, his name, which is singing. Look at the seas. his name, which are clapping. Look at the mazes, his name, which is shouting. All the earth, praise his Look Look at all the people till we Every nation, time and time. every heart, their every shine. Only the praise praises.
1: Evolution Cry Radio with Felix and Ish
0: super episode. Oh yes, awesome conversation with Peter. Very inspiring. Mm. Many great reminders about uh, things that sometimes we either either forget. Or overlook about ourselves mm. and our relationship with God and our relationship with others.
1: And relationship with God and relationship with self and others, I mean, that's that's a secret to life. Mm. I mean, that's that's love. Love God with heart, mind, soul, and love neighbor as self. There's a lot of powerful lessons found in the power of forgiveness and grace.
0: Definitely. So, very much looking forward and keeping... Now I really want to keep more tabs on him and see what he's doing with yeah. his life. He is quite an inspiration. Well, we're nearing the end of this episode. I pray and hope that you enjoyed it and liked it as much as we do when we're putting it together. As always, you can check us out on many podcasting sites from Anchor.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more.
1: And we are on ChristianMix106.com, Fridays, 8 p.m. Eastern, and Sunday, 7 p.m. Eastern.
0: Thank you, Christian Mix, and thank you all for listening. I pray you have a great week, and we'll be back soon. Hasta luego. See you in the promised land.